Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. Um, and on tonight's episode, we're going to dive into a little bit about budgeting and tracking money. Um, so obviously this topic is something that is super important to me as a student and as a young adult. Um, and I mean, there's, there's lots to consider and, you know, I say it's a scary topic or it's, it's one that we don't love talking about because there's this negative connotation behind it, behind money in general. And when you think of budgeting, we always think of it as something negative. We think of it as a restriction on our freedom, right? But ultimately, you know, it's a tool that you can use to be more free later on. And that's sort of, of what, where I want to go with this today. Um, so we're going to get a little bit into why budgeting is important, why it's useful, um, what are some goals that you can achieve through budgeting. Um, and then towards the end, we're going to look at sort of, you know, something that I use um, every single day. Um, to help me stay on track with, with budgeting and uh, managing my money as a student and as a young adult. And so, you know, the most important thing I think um, from budgeting is, you know, you can't just, you know, do budget, you can't just budget for the sake of budgeting because it doesn't work, right? It's, it's, not, it's not easy, it's not fun. Um, you have to have some type of goal. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the hardest part is figuring out what is your goal, you know, what's the purpose of budgeting, because you're just budgeting because somebody tells you to do it or because you think that it's a good thing to do. I mean, you're really not going to keep it up long term. Um, it's not going to be sustainable. Um, so, you know, the first sort of, I guess, key point of tonight's episode is, you know, when you, when you start budgeting is to sit down and say, well, why am I doing this? What is the point of this? And, and, and what's my, what are my goals um, in terms of, of coming up with a budget? For me and for other students, right? It's it's how can I, you know, make the most of of, of the money I have um, because tuition's expensive, living's expensive, and when you're out on your own for for the very first time, um, it's it's hard to to manage your money effectively, especially if you haven't had experience doing it in the past, or you know, like a lot of us, our parents haven't really sat us down and and showed us, you know, effective ways because you know sometimes they don't know. Um, or sometimes, you know, they just don't want to burden their child with that, which is, which is totally understandable. And, you know, one question to ask is, is why is saving money so hard? Um, because that's what we're always told, right? It's hard to have a lot of money. It's hard to save money. Um, but it, it doesn't have to be. And that's where budgeting comes into play. So um, I encourage everyone who's listening, whether you're a student, whether you're a young adult, you know, teenager, you're an adult, maybe you're, you know, 60 plus years old, it doesn't matter. Um, if you're not budgeting already, um, maybe first consider why you're not doing it. Um, is it fear of the unknown um, that you don't know what you're doing? So you're fearful of, of trying? Um, or is it that you're afraid of seeing how much you're actually spending? Um, which are which are all viable, you know, explanations. But um, you know, budgeting is is something that it doesn't have to be a negative 
thing. It's it's a tool and I use it as a tool. And, um, you know, that's what tonight's episode is going to be about is um, how can we use budgeting as a tool um, to improve our financial situation now, but also our financial situation in the future. And um, I've said this on, on episodes in the past. Um, it's something I live by. So I'm going to say it again. Um, you know, you either have it easy now and hard later or hard now and easy later. And a hundred times over a hundred percent of the time, I'll always choose to, you know, grind it out right now so that my future self in five, 10, 20, 30 years um, has it a little bit easier. And that's, you know, that's what's, you know, what budgeting is. Um, And so when you think of your goals, you know, sit down and ask yourself, be honest with yourself. What is my goal? Is it to save money? Is it to pay off student debt? Is it to grow, you know, um, my assets? What is it? It's going to be different for everyone and that's okay. Um, but it, it's something that if you don't have a goal, then, then what's the point? So um, that's sort of your first step is, you know, sit down and, and come up with a goal as to why you're budgeting. And, um, you know, the important thing to remember is that budgeting doesn't have to be a restriction on your freedom. Um, you know, I've talked about this in episodes in the past too, but Um, what I do for budgeting is I follow a rule called the 50, 30, 20 rule. And we'll get more into it later and how you can actually implement that in your everyday, but it allocates for, you know, essential items, luxury items and savings. So you can sort of cover all of your bases, um, but but you're not restricting yourself um, fully. And, you know, that gives you a chance to, you know, spend money in the here and now, because ultimately we are living in the present. Um, and we can't totally say that um, we're not going to spend any money. That's, you know, not sustainable either. Um, but it gives us that chance to, you know, have money for the future as well. Um, and so it's important to identify, you know, what's most important to you. Do you want to spend money now? Do you want to spend it later? Um, and how do you want to spend it? So, you know, the golden rule of budgeting is how are you going to spend your money? Um, And that's the question because every month, you know, for the most part, we have the same, you know, we have a steady income, um, most of us. Sometimes, you know, that's low, sometimes that's high. It's just depending on our situation. For students, I know that that's usually pretty low um, because we spend most of our time in the classroom that we don't get paid for. Uh, We don't usually have time for a part-time or a full-time job. Um, But, you know, you may have other forms of income OSAP, maybe your parents help you out, and that's totally great. Um, but you know, identifying what is your income each month, and if it changes, that's fine. But for the most part, that's going to be your your steady your your steady income every single month. So identifying that, and then breaking it down into okay, so this is what I have to work with. So how can I spend that? Um, and you know, that's the first step in sort of this budgeting journey is. If you're only bringing in, for for sake of simplicity, let's say $2,000 a month, then, you know, you really shouldn't be spending any more than that. You shouldn't be spending more money than you already have. And I know that credit cards um, and financing and things like that make it really, really appealing and really easy for people to spend money that they don't actually have. Um, But that's where budgeting comes in, is just being mindful of the fact that, um, you know, Money is, is not, uh, it's, it's not unlimited. It's not something 
that just keeps coming up no matter you know what your your credit card limit is um it's you, you're capped you know you have a certain amount of money you should be spending each month and um you know that's budgeting can help you figure that out and how to be the most successful um, and the most resourceful with with what you do have and the key here is that the income that you have should always be more than what you're spending. Um, at the very least, it should you know, balance out and be equal. But if you want to have any form of savings, what you're bringing in should always be more than what you're putting out. Um, and that's, that's sort of the goal. So um, in considering that, then obviously we've talked about what income um, you know, looks like. Um, but the very important piece of the puzzle is the, what do the expenses look like? Because that tends to fluctuate from week to week and month to month and, and even year to year, um, you know, expenses of different kinds come up. And, you know, that's where we have to be mindful is what are we spending money on? Um, is it something that is essential? Is it something that's a luxury? Are we, you know, allocating it to savings? Are we paying off student debt? Um, how are we spending our money and why should we be mindful of it? And that's, that's the big part of budgeting that I think is, is the part that scares people is they don't want to face, you know, it's, it's the fear of the unknown, you know, if ignorance is bliss in this case. If you're just, you know, tapping your credit card, um, you really, you're not being mindful of the ways in which you're spending your money. Um, therefore, you know, you're not looking to change it. Um, but in order to be the most resourceful and the most efficient with the money that you are bringing in, um, obviously super important to, to be tracking that and to look at um, how can I spend money in ways that is meaningful to myself now, but also meaningful to the lifestyle I wanna live in the future. And you know, that's the other thing is as young, young people I know firsthand, we're not super great at, at looking you know, 10, 20, 30 year, years down the road we're more concerned with what's happening, you know, two days from now, what's happening, you know, two hours from now. Um, but it's, it's, re it's really critical um, as young people to look at the big picture and, you know, figure out what, what our goal is now and what our goal is for the future. And sometimes, you know, you do choose, you know, instant gratification. You choose to buy, you know, the, the new laptop for just for the sake of having a new laptop now, um, but you know, nine times out of 10, um, it's most efficient to be making the choices that's going to improve your life later down the road, as opposed to right now in this moment. And so when it comes to expenses, um, it's important to look at which expenses are essential and which are non-essential. And I'm sure all of us would, would categorize those things differently, um, but an easy way that I find to break that down is your essential um, expenses are things that you 100% absolutely have to pay every single month. Um, so your tuition, if you're a student, your rent, if you want to live in a home, um, you know, utilities, bills, car payments, uh, car insurance, things like that, those are your um, essential or, ne or necessary items that will be coming out of your you know, income every single month. And um, you know, in terms of, of budgeting, that's where most of your money is going to go. 
Um, and then, you know, and then you have a chance to look at, at luxuries. So um, things like concerts, events, entertainment, you know, social events, um, eating out at restaurants, something everyone loves to do, you know, Starbucks coffee, something that's, you know, super easy for us to grab. Um, and, you know, we don't really understand how that $1.89 coffee every single day for a month ends up costing us, you know, 30 to $40 at the end of the month. Um, and the thing to remember is, you know, 30 to $40, it doesn't seem like a whole heck of a lot of money, but in the grand scheme of things, that 30 to $40 is coming out of your income. So you're spending it on coffee. What are you not spending it on? Um, and that's where this, this budgeting can be helpful, right? Because, you know, 30 years from now, is it going to be more important to you that you had those cups of coffee multiple years ago? Or is it going to be more important to you that you have, um, you know, that 30 to $40 could have went into savings or could have went into something later on? Um, and then, you know, the third piece of the puzzle is the savings. Um, and that's something we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, we're getting ready to head into our first break here of the show. Um, when we get back, we will look at, you know, more into luxury items and savings and things like that. Um, but for now, you're listening to Financially Speaking. I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan, um, and we'll be right back after the first break. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. All right, welcome back, everyone. Um, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan, and you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. Um, so far tonight, we've been talking about budgeting and tracking money and, and why that's important, um, how to make goals about budget, budgeting and tracking money. As a young adult, as a student, as an adult, um, whatever your situation is. 
Um, and before our break, we were just looking at the difference between essential and you know, luxury or, or non-essential expenses and sort of how to prioritize the two. Um, and for most of us, we would say, you know, it's obvious that essential um, means that, you know, we're spending most of our money on that or that we're making sure that every month um, we are taking care of those essential items, whereas the luxury items are something that would come later on with, with extra money. Um, and, you know, as, as clear as that may seem, you know, it's easier said than done. It's one of those things, right? Um, it's, it's so tempting to us, you know, when our friends invite us out for lunch or for drinks or whatever is to, to spend that money there as opposed to spending it on, you know, paying off student debt or towards rent or towards, you know, a car bill or, or whatever the, the expense is. Um, we're, we're spending it on something that's going to, you know, be pleasurable for us in the moment as opposed to something that's going to make our lives easier in the future. Um, and, you know, that's that's the beauty of it is that you, you ultimately get to choose. Um, the choice is yours whether you know your money is spent on things that benefit you um, you know solely you know in the present or whether you're spending your money on things that benefit you um, in the long term and you know that's that's what it comes down to is, is what's your mindset is your mindset to sort of you know live fast die young so to speak and and spend your money um, now on the things that, you know, instantly gratify you, or is it to be more sustainable and to spend your money in ways that are going to satisfy you for the rest of your life? And so with that, we move into sort of the third component of the budgeting, which is, which is your savings. Um, and, you know, as a student, it, it can be really, really difficult to balance savings with paying off student debt, or, um, you know, maybe you're, you're, you're not Based with student debt yet, but you're in a situation where you can't work, um, you know, necessarily um, because you're in school, and you're looking for ways to to save money while you're not really bringing anything in, um, and that's that's where budgeting can can be very very helpful because it you know it creates some awareness around how much money you have to work with. Um, it can be very frustrating as a student to sort of um, you know try and figure out how to save money when you're not looking at um, what's coming in and, what, and what's being spent. And ultimately with saving, right, that's, that's the extra, like the leftover, um, what's left over after we've spent our money on essential items and after we've spent our money on luxury items, whatever's left is, you know, should be allocated to savings. And um, if you're, you know, if you're spending more than you're bringing in, um, your savings are gonna be negative, right? You're gonna be spending more money, you're not gonna be saving anything. Um, and that's, you know, that's the issue that I think a lot of young people face and they don't realize that just because you have money right in this minute, um, you know, you gotta look at the big picture and how can I, you know, create a situation where, you know, I can sustain this amount of money um, for the rest of my life or for the next five, 10, 15 years. And I think for, for students in general, you know, our goal is to, you know, we're not just looking to, to spend money on school to end up the exact same way we went into school, right? Um, that would just be accumulating a lot of debt for, for no apparent reason at all, which is, not, which is not the purpose, right? I mean, sometimes it happens, but um, you know, that's not the purpose of university or college or um, you know, whatever you know, type of, of school you're in. But the goal is to sort of create a situation where 
um, you're going to make more money or you're going to have more resources after graduation than you would have had had you not attended post-secondary. And so that's so that's the thing, right, is, um, you know, school is an investment in yourself um, so that you can have more resources or more financial freedom in the future. Um, and so I would, I would argue that those who are in university or in college um, have made an investment in themselves um, for the future. They've chosen, you know, having it easier in the future um, and maybe struggling a little bit now with, with paying for tuition and, and uh, you know, just being a student um, as opposed to taking the easy way out and um, spending all their money now and, um, or taking a job now and not, um, you know, looking at how they can sustain themselves in the future. But so for savings anyway, it's, um, it can be a difficult thing for students um, who, who are, you know, they're not having any income, they're not bringing anything in or very little in, um, and it can be frustrating, but there's still a way. Um, and, you know, that comes from, from balancing and, and budgeting and, and becoming familiar and comfortable with your financial situation. Um, and, and also remembering that, you know, you're not stuck in that financial situation, you know, forever. Um, as a student, you're going to come out of school, um, hopefully, you know, obtain a job that, um, is relevant to what you went to school for and, and you know you're gonna be able to you know spend more and save more over time but for now you know as a student maybe your your income is is OSAP maybe it's a part-time job maybe it's a TA ship maybe your parents you know help you out with an allowance every month whatever it is sitting down and figuring out okay maybe I bring in a thousand dollars a month these are my essential expenses maybe they cover you know five hundred dollars a month so I have $500 left over. So how do I want to allocate this? Do I want to spend it on luxury items right away? Do I want to allocate it to savings? Um, and if so, what's the balance between the two? Um, and, you know, that's sort of the next important part is, um, you know, savings is more of a future. It's more of um, sort of a future goal, whereas luxury items are more of an immediate goal. And there's nothing wrong with one's not better than the other. Um, they're just different. And so when you look at luxury items, it's things that, you know, they would improve your life. Well, for the most part, they improve your life, you know, at this immediate point in time, whereas savings, um, it really doesn't benefit you, you know, at this certain, at this exact moment to, to put money in a savings account or, um, you know, to put money aside under your bed or whatever the case is, however your method of saving is. Um, you know, for, for future you 30 years from now or five years or two years or whatever. Um, and that's, that's the hard part about saving is that we don't instantly receive any, um, any sort of reward from it, right? Um, in the immediate moment. But that's the thing is we receive it long term. So, you know, figuring out what's important to you, you know, the reward, the immediate reward or the delayed reward. Um, and I promise you nine times out of 10, the delay reward um, is the one that's, that's going to be a greater reward. Um, so when it comes to saving, um, you know, that's the piece of the puzzle that, you know, sometimes changes depending on, on what your income is and how much, um, you know, you have to spend in a month. So maybe your income is, um, has changed month to month and that's fine. And maybe your expenses, uh, well, most certainly your expenses are probably going to change month to month. 
And so as a result, your savings are going to change as well. Um, but it's, it's about, you know, sort of making a, a calculation. And I know math is not everyone's favorite thing, but, um, you know, simple calculations as to how you can come out on top every single month. Um, and I promise you blindness is not the, uh, not the answer, not going into it and just hoping for the best. I know that's the approach a lot of us like to take, especially young people. Um, but it's, it's not the best approach. And especially if, you know, if, you, if you're not familiar with how your parents um, have managed their money or maybe, maybe they didn't, you know, manage it very, uh, very greatly. But, um, you know, that's a, this is a way of looking at it and it doesn't have to be difficult. Um, it's super easy. And I mean, a little bit later on, I'm going to sort of walk through the process of how I do it. And I'm not saying it's the only way. I'm not saying it's the best way. It's just a way. Um, and it's a way you know, that's, that I found helpful as a student and someone who, you know, is not overly um, mathematical, uh, somebody who is not overly analytical, but somebody who, um, you know, cares about the ways in which I, I spend my money. Um, but, you know, there's, there's all kinds of, of different tools and applications out there that you can use. Um, I mean, we always have a smartphone on us 24 seven, most of us, right? So, um, you know, there's apps, there's, um, there's websites and there's, there's free things like that. If you're old fashioned, you can, you know, get the old, uh, the ledger out, the pen and paper, but there's all kinds of tools that you can use out there. Excel, um, you know, is, is my sort of application of choice. Um, that's not to say it's, it's better nor worse than anything else. Um, but, you know, spreadsheets and things like that are, are another thing we tend to avoid as, as young people because, you know, most times that means doing calculations or, um, you know, certain, times of, certain types of analyses that, you know, make us feel uncomfortable and, and that's fine. But let's, let's embrace it. Let's embrace the discomfort um, and, you know, start talking about Excel as a, as a tool to help us reach our goals because that's what it is, right? It's not put in place to to hinder us in any way, it's, it's put there as a, as a tool to utilize, you know, um, in an efficient way. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, it's, you know, like I said before, it's about your goals and, um, you know, is it your, your goal, you know, to, to make it easier on yourself later on, or is it your goal to spend everything now and, and, you know, future you can worry about it in, you know, five, 10, 15 years. Um, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what my tip is. Um, and I, I did discuss it a little bit at the beginning of the, the podcast and I've discussed it in a couple of, um, episodes prior to this one is the 50, 30, 20 rule. Um, and you know, what that entails is, um, you know, calculating your income, which is the, the primary thing is, is how much am I making, um, or how much am I, am I bringing in every month? And then breaking that down into, okay, 50% is allocated to essential, 30% I allocate to luxuries, and 20% I allocate to savings. Um, those numbers can change, they can fluctuate, um, but this is a, a simple way and it's manageable. Um, and that's the thing. It's, it's not super sustainable or realistic, you know, to assume that, you know, 100% of what you're bringing in can go to savings. Um, that's you know, that's probably not, you know, accurate anyway, but um, it's not sustainable to, to give yourself too much restriction. You know, you have to work within your, um, 
you know, within your wheelhouse in terms of, um, you know, looking at your spending patterns. If you're someone who spends a lot of money on coffee and things like that, it's unrealistic to just assume that um, you're not going to spend anything. Um, but we're getting ready to go into our second break. So when we return, um, we will look exactly at how to, you know, make a, a budget with the 50-30-20 rule. Um, but for now, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. You're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be back right after this break. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Money is complicated, right? Actually, no, it's not. You don't have to be a trader on Wall Street to get a handle on your money. TV shows often instill fear to keep you believing you can't understand it or do anything yourself. If dealing with your finances brings up a lot of other F-words, then you need to read All Ladies Should Use the F-Word, A Guide to Loving Your Finances by Kathy Cook Noble. Kathy helps you take control of your finances and leave the other F-word, fear, in the dust. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspireChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at BookKeepPlus.ca. Now back to the program. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Um, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan, and you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. Uh, before we left for our second break, we were talking about the 50-30-20 rule. Um, and prior to that, I sort of broke down the importance of looking at your income every month, um, your expenses, and whether they were essential or non-essential expenses, um, and sort of how to um, save money as a student. And so, um, you know, as I promised before the show, I was going to get into a little bit of, um, you know, how I budget. Um, and, you know, one of the methods that I use, um, it's a pretty common method, especially for those of us that are just starting out. Um, I know a lot of people my age, younger, um, even if you're older, and you just, you know, have never really budgeted before, absolutely no judgment. 
um, you know, we're all in the same boat. And, you know, the point is, is to, you know, give you guys tools to, to help you along the way. And so, um, you know, one of my favorite applications to use is Excel um, because there's so much you can do on it. Um, and it's, it's just, it's one of those tools that's made to, to be a budgeting tool or it's made to be like a, a financial tool. And so, um, you know, sort of your first step in creating, um, you know, one of these spreadsheets is, is what I like to do is have, um, you can create a workbook for yourself on, on Excel. And, you know, what that looks like is I always create one for the year. So I have um, a different sheet for January, February, March, and, and all of the months. And in there sort of where I keep my um, ind individual sort of um, ledgers for, for my income and my expenses. And um, what that looks like is, you know, you always start with your income. Um, like I said before, your income is something that mostly, for most of us is stable um, every month. You know, sometimes there's, there's a bit of a difference. I know for young people and for students, there can be quite a difference. Um, but, you know, figuring out what that is for you. Um, you know, where does your money come from? Does that come from OSAP? Does it come from a part-time job? Does it come from full-time job? Um, does it come from scholarships? Does it come from, you know, bursaries, awards? Um, do, do mom and dad help you out with an allowance every month? Whatever that is, that's what, that's what goes in your income section. And that's always at the top of my ledger because it's always the first thing I consider um, is, you know, okay, so if I'm going to be spending money this month, I need to know how much money I have to spend. Um, because as, as we said already, um, you know, under no circumstance should you be spending more money than you, you have available to you regardless of, of what, how many credit cards and what your limits on those credit cards are. Um, but so, you know, looking at your income and listing the things out that, um, you know, provide you with money every month. So maybe as an example, we have OSAP, we have a part-time job and, you know, maybe mom and dad help us out with an allowance. Um, and that gives us, you know, our, to our total income. So, um, you know, and, and that number I always have highlighted, bolded, circled. I, I have it standing out in some way because that's, you know, I know that that's my limit. Um, and I should never, ever be spending more than that. Um, and, and, you know, the, the less I spend, the more I save. Um, so, you know, when you're looking at your, your income, that's sort of the one you want to pay attention to the most. Um, and then, you know, I break it down into expenses. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of, of color coding, um, but you can choose to, to do it in, in any way that you would like. Um, when you look at expenses, you know, there's sort of um, two categories. There's essential and there's non-essential um, or, you know, necessities and luxuries. And uh, for the most part, you know, you tend to have, I, I say you should, should have more necessities than luxuries, but, you know, luxuries are those things that, you know, make worth life, life, make life worth living. And, um, you know, it's, it's unrealistic to say you're, you're never going to be able to purchase those things because, you know, what would be the point um, if, you know, you didn't have, um, you know, lunch to go out with, you know, to go out for lunch with friends or, you know, um, golfing or, or whatever your hobby is. Those are things that, you know, yeah, they're not essential, but um, they are considered luxuries, but they're things that, you know, make our life, you know, worth it. So by no means um, am I saying to completely restrict yourself on that grounds. I'm all for, you know, spending money on, on things that are not deemed essential. Um, 
but you know, in an appropriate way and in a way that is not going to, to hurt you in the future. So I always do my, my necessities first um, because they're the first thing to consider and they're you know, um, the first thing that I want to make sure I have covered um, you know, when the end of the month comes and the bills come in. And so where this 50-30-20 rule comes in is the necessities should be 50% of your income. Um, so things like car insurance, cable, internet, your cell phone, um, you know, if you have a gym membership, groceries, gas, things like that, that you absolutely um, have to have every single month. Um, those things are, you know, should be 50% of your income. So for sake of argument, let's just say every month you're bringing in $2,000. Um, that's an easy number to work with. So 50% of 2000 is a thousand. So, you know, your necessity should be around a thousand dollars. If it's less fantastic. Um, if it's more, not super ideal, but also not the end of the world. Um, just knowing where you are is, is the big step, right? Um, you know, there's no, no judgment behind it. It's, it's all, you know, um, knowledge and being aware of, of where you stand. So after I, I figured out the necessities, that's where the 30 comes in, your luxuries. Um, I always list those second because those are, you know, the things I consider second after the necessities have been taken care of. And um, I like to allocate 30% of my income to luxuries. Um, so that's things like, you know, food and drinks that, you know, are not part of your groceries that are just, you know, going out for ice cream with friends, grabbing a coffee or, you know, a beer after work or whatever the case is, um, you know, trips, um, you know, outings, activities, um, shopping, clothes shopping, um, you know, beauty things, um, all of that. And that always falls into luxuries. And um, the interesting thing about luxuries is like we always want to spend the most there. Um, it's super gratifying to just, you know, spend as much as we can on making our life super enjoyable right now, which is, you know, um, I think everyone would say that. I don't think anyone would restrict themselves if they didn't have to. I know I wouldn't if I had, you know, an unlimited amount of money to spend. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that I would you know, go out for beers every single day of the week, um, you know, go on all the, all the vacations I could, I could imagine. But, you know, most of us, if not all of us, um, we don't have that unlimited amount of money. So, um, you know, that's where 30% comes in is 30% of what you bring in every single month should, you know, go towards your luxuries. And, um, you know, this is where there's, I call it the 50-30-20 rule, but there is a little bit of leniency if, you know, your necessities are costing a little bit less than 50%, maybe they're costing about 40%. When you have that extra 10% to decide, you know, do I want to, you know, put that into luxuries or savings, right? It's, it's all about, you know, figuring it out and laying it out. And that's why I like Excel as a tool is because you can actually see where your money is being spent. Um, and that's, that's the whole point of budgeting, right, is to see, you know, in which ways your money is being spent. Um, because as much as you, you think that you know, when you're spending it, we really don't, right? Um, we tap our cards, you know, hundreds of times a day. Um, and it's not until we sit down and really look at the ways in which we spend money that we're like, oh, my goodness, I've spent $60 on coffee this month. 
Um, whereas that $60 could have been put into paying off, paying a bill or paying off a debt or, um, you know, just going into savings. And uh, speaking of savings, that's our, that's our final component on the, uh, the ledger on the Excel, Excel spreadsheet is, um, and that's the final part of the 50-30-20 rule is the 20% is goes into savings. Um, and what savings looks like for you um, could be, you know, um, putting it in a, in a piggy bank on your dresser, um, putting it into some type of banking account, um, tax-free savings account, could be investing. Um, it's, it's whatever you're comfortable with. Um, and, and it might change over time. You might start off, you know, putting it into a regular, um, you know, bank account with your bank. Um, you might, you know, over time transition into a tax-free savings account, or you might transition into, you know, setting up some type of investment to put that, you know, put into, put that into every month. Um, and, you know, when it comes to savings, um, I always like to highlight that one in, you know, green or, a color that's, that's super motivating to me um, that I know that the bigger that number is at the end of the month, you know, the, the more I'm, you know, the, the more I've improved my life for the future. Um, and so that's where, you know, color coding also comes into consideration. You can kind of see, um, you know, how you're, you're spending your money now and in the ways that it's affecting you in the future. Um, but that's, that's the basis of the 50, 30, 20 rule. And it's, it's a super easy thing to do. Um, and you know, the best part is, is so you have, you have, you list all of your, you know, potential expenses, um, your necessities, your luxuries, your savings, and then you, you know, you go over and say, how much do I want to budget towards this? Um, and that's, you know, that's the tricky part is figuring out, um, you know, how much is this thing worth to me at this specific moment? So, um, you know, things like car insurance or cell phone bills are, are pretty set in stone. So, you know, maybe your, your cell phone bill is, you know, $50 a month. Well, you know, then that, that's an easy input to, to put into Excel. Um, it's not something that, that tends to fluctuate very often. Whereas things like groceries and gas, they're, they're necessities, but they all, they're also, you know, they fluctuate from month to month, depending on what you buy, when you buy it and where you buy it. Right. Um, so, you know, budgeting something, um, you know, a certain amount or allocating a certain portion of your income to, to those things um, might take some trial and error. And that's, that's okay too. As long as you're, you know, you're cognizant of the fact that um, you're, you're making an effort to, to budget effectively there. Um, and then, you know, your luxuries is, is where it's really going to fluctuate is where it's going to take a lot of, a lot of self, um, uh, a lot of dedication and self-discipline to, to, to uh, allocate money there. Um, and what that looks like is, is looking at your current spending patterns. So, you know, how much do I currently spend on entertainment and eating out and, and spending time with friends and shopping um, and all those things. And, you know, how much should I be spending and, uh, you know, allocating a certain month or a certain amount each month and, you know, cutting yourself off. So maybe right now you, you know, you're looking at your past bank statements and you spend, you know, $200 a month on shopping. Um, but, you know, you can only really afford to spend hundred dollars a month. Um, so what's a happy medium there? Do you want to allocate 200 and knowing that it's, you know, it's outside of, 
um, our confines or do we want to allocate the 100? Um, totally um, up to your discretion. Um, we are going to head into our next break and we'll finish, you know, chatting about um, allocating money to certain things when we get back. Um, but for now, I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan. Um, you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspire Choices Network and we'll be right back after this break. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Financially Speaking Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook-Noble. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Ashley Quinn Hogan, and you're listening to Financially Speaking on the Inspired Choices Network. Um, right before we headed into break, I was sort of getting into the ways in which you can allocate money um, for the purpose of budgeting. And I was, I was discussing... Um, you know, sort of our non-essential or our luxury spending and how to go about allocating money towards that. Um, because I would argue that that's the most difficult part of budgeting is, um, you know, restricting ourselves from spending too much on, you know, the stuff that we want to spend it on the most, obviously. Um, and, you know, what all that takes is, is, you know, sitting down, being honest with yourself and looking at, you know, your bank statements from the past and seeing how much you've spent on, um, you know, those luxury items. So food and, and drink, um, you know, trips, things like that, um, shopping, um, you know, activities, going to the movies, whatever the case is, um, sitting down and being honest with yourself about, okay, you know, if I spend, you know, you know, $400 on, on social events this month, and I spent $300 on social events previous month, you know, how can I make sure that, you know, I'm staying within my, you know, within, within the, the region that, you know, is, a, is a effective for me so that I can not overspend going forward. And, um, you know, it might take a little bit of, of dedication. It might take a little bit of honesty to, to get yourself to that point, And that's okay. Right. Like, um, it's, it's, it's a learning curve, you know, starting budgeting is a learning curve. Um, and I know for me anyway, when I first started, it took, you know, the first couple of months or the first three or four months to sort of get the hang of, okay, you know, I, I was spending, you know, X amount of dollars every month, let's say $200 every month that wasn't sustainable. I knew going into it that I was overspending in that area. Let's say it's on food and drink. Um, Cause I'm definitely guilty of, of, you know, getting the coffees in the morning instead of just making it at home. Um, so let's say that it was, that it was that. 
Um, by the way, if you're spending $200 a month on coffee, you're either buying really expensive coffee or you're drinking way too much, um, but we're going to go with it. Um, and, um, you know, to sit down and say, okay, maybe that's how, how I spent in January, but in February, I'm going to try and cut that down by, by $20 a month. Mark, I'm going to cut it down by, you know, $50 a month. And working your way down to that, you know, that part that's, that number that's achievable for you. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's not something to, to judge yourself about. It's not something to get down about. It's, it's a learning curve. And, um, you know, as young adults, we, uh, we have time on our side. Um, you know, we're not expected to know everything, you know, right off the hop. Um, it's not necessary that we do. Um, it's, you know, it's about learning throughout, throughout our experience. So um, when it comes to luxuries, you know, I've been in budgeting for a while, so I know how much I um, tend to spend um, or how within, you know, within reason. Um, and I can, I can limit myself to that. Um, and then when it comes to savings, you know, that's sort of what's left over and, and how you want to deal with that um, is, is up to you, whether you want to invest it, whether you want to, you know, stick it in a savings account. Um, you know, like I said, if you, have a, if you have a piggy bank and that's your, your method of saving, then that's totally fine. Um, but then, you know, the other important component of the budget, um, so now you've allocated, you know, money to be spent. So then at the end of the month, you look at how much you actually did spend and are you following it? Um, because the interesting thing about budgeting is um, it only works if you actually do it. So, I mean, you can go through and make these beautiful spreadsheets all you want. But at the end of the month, um, the amount you're actually spending is, you know, not even close to the amount that you budgeted. Then, and obviously it's not going to, to do um, what you want it to. So, um, I always have my budget just open on my computer and when I, you know, spend a certain amount of money, I input it into my spreadsheet. Um, another reason why Excel is so great is, um, you know, you can save your changes, you don't have to do it all at once, you can do it over time um, and you can sort of see that number go up. So, you know, if you have two columns being amount budgeted and amount spent, you can see how close you get to your sort of uh, confine every month. And um, for me, um, you know, I, that helps me to see it. It helps me to see that, um, you know, okay, I'm halfway through the month, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's July 15th and I've spent three quarters of, of what I've budgeted. So I know that for the next half of the month, I really have to pump the brakes on that a little bit. Or, you know what, it's, um, you know, it's, towards the end of the month. And I've only spent about half of what I thought I was gonna spend. So maybe I'll, I'll have more savings than I thought, or maybe the fact that I went over budget on, on gas this month um, is not gonna be the end of the world. Um, but the amount spent is, is the number that, you know, you, you wanna pay attention to, um, because in the end, if the amount spent is, is way more than the amount that you budgeted, um, it's just, uh, it's, it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to get the outcome you want. So that's like the basis of it, right? It's just those easy steps going through, okay, how much am I bringing in? What's my income? Okay, what are my essential expenses? What are my non-essential expenses? And then after that, how much do I want to allocate to savings? And then as you go through the month, uh, making sure you, you know, follow how much you allocate and how much you actually spend. 
um, because that's, you know, that's where it's going to come into play. And, and that's the part that you're going to have to adjust as you get used to it. Maybe you have no experience budgeting, maybe you have a ton um, and you're just, you're just here to listen. Um, but that's, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, what you want to look at is, you know, how, you know, how are you achieving your goals? Because at the end of the day, the amount that you're budgeting is, is a goal you're setting for yourself. You know, can I, um, you know, keep myself within these, within these constraints? And at the end of the month, um, you, you know, you're going to see whether you can or you can't, and you're going to have to adjust accordingly. Um, you know, if, if you don't have a ton of self-discipline, um, it's going to be, you know, a long road and, and that's totally fine. You have a great amount of self-discipline and you can, um, you know, put those restrictions in place within reason. And like I said, no one expects you to absolutely just um, restrict yourself to the max. Uh, that's not sustainable at all, but it is important to make sure that what you are um, spending your money on is, is what you think you're spending your money on. And, and that's, that's the whole point of budgeting, right? Is um, if you're not spending your money on X, or if you're spending your money on X, you're not spending it on Y. So be very, um, you know, be very knowledgeable of, of what you're spending your money on. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the point of this episode is to, is to make sure that everyone, um, you know, is familiar with budgeting. And uh, if you want to learn to budget, then here's an easy way to do it, right? The 50, 30, 20 rule talked about sort of, you know, how to look at your income, how to look at your expenses and how to prioritize um, which expenses come first. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for you for today's episode. If you liked this episode, I mean, feel free to refer it to a friend, um, show it to a friend, send it to a friend. Um, or if you know anyone who who uh, is not familiar with budgeting and who should be more familiar with budgeting, feel free to show it to them. If you have questions about anything I chatted about today, uh, feel free to reach out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, all those platforms. I'm happy to, to chat on there. Um, but I'm going to leave you today with, with, a, with one final message. And, um, you know, that is to, to make it a goal to make every day a fantastic day. Um, and to, to make sure you're learning something new every single day. And that is all we have for you for tonight. I've been, I'm actually on the Financially Speaking Podcast. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.